Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio Network. Chuck a boy. Shh, we're on the air. Oh, talking to our studio kitty. He's what? a good boy. Why do we talk like we're talking to little babies? <laughs> when we talk to our when pets. When we talk to uh... our pets. Yeah, I wonder. Hey, today, one 405 8405 That's your key to get in and tell us your Halloween pet horror stories for a big-time prizes for you cat lovers. A scoop-free automatic litter. Wow. Load it. Leave it. Love it. Also, Dr. Marty Becker from ABC's Good Morning America. He'll be answering some popular questions like, Why do dogs drink out of the toilet? And do cats always land on their feet? I want to know the answers to those. Do our pets get jealous? Do you think they get jealous, Judy? I've witnessed it. I, in fact, I've seen one of the cats sit on your lap, and another one came in and jumped up on the lap, and the first one left. So I think they, they, they do get jealous. They want all your attention. We'll find out all the details with Joy Turner today. one 405 8405 Hi, who's this? Hi, my name is Nancy, and I'm from Shermickersville, Pennsylvania. Ooh, where's that? Well, it's about 15 miles north of Reading, Pennsylvania. Okay, so you're listening on what, uh, W-E-E-U, I believe? Yes. Okay, great. Do you have a horror story for us? Yes, I do. Oh. Several years ago, we had a black cat that was dropped off on our property. We live in the country, and, uh, of course, we felt sorry for him. It was a very icy winter, and we brought him in. And little did we know he would change our lives for the time that we had him. He was very nosy, very investigative. Oh, they do that, don't they? Yes, they do. Uh, we have another red cat, which is older, and she didn't really like his presence, so he was the domineering cat. At the time, they were allowed to roam through the house, and uh, we have a shower and a set of her down in the, in the basement. Um, and he decided one day he was going to scoot somehow in between the wall and the floor huh. uh, underneath the frame of the shower oh, stall. No. And we're, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, how did he get in there? Well, he got himself wedged in there, and he couldn't get out. So oh, no. my sister was here, and I'm, like, panicking, thinking, well, he can't back up, and he's moaning and groaning and, you know, doing the whole nine yards. And I'm panicking. I'm thinking, we're going to have to rip this shower stall out to get this cat out oh, no. of between the wall and the floor. So uh, she said, no, just calm down. You know, she's talking to me, and I'm trying to get him to come out and grab his leg, you know, and tugged a little bit, and he wouldn't uh-huh. come. Uh-huh. So finally, uh, I'm thinking, i got to call 911 or something, the fire company that, you know, well, I didn't really know what to do, never had an incident like this before. Sure. Scared the living daylights out of me because he was, he wanted to get out, but he couldn't. Uh-huh. So I don't know if he, uh, I don't know how he got in there. Why Why did they get in and they can't get back out? Uh, we have one of those cats here, a studio cat, that, that goes one way without thinking about how they're going to get out of it. <laughs> so uh, did you call the fire department? No, I didn't. I just pulled on his tail <laughs> and pulled on his back leg gently. Uh-huh. And I, I don't know if he just exhaled or just relaxed uh-huh. or whatever. But I was able to get him out. And needless to say, he was uh, full of shower <laughs> <laughs> debris that was accumulated for several years oh, no. uh-huh. and yeah and then I had to clean him up and everything but uh, that was very um, did you block off that spot so he... he was no longer allowed in the area yeah, I, okay I get it <laughs> is he still around these days no he isn't we had to put him down okay uh, do you but have any cats right now we have a red and white one and she's uh, actually 15 years old really okay uh-huh. what's her name cinnamon 
15 years old, so you've been a slave to the kitty litter, have you not? Yes, I have. And she just, uh, he was really, uh, he was just a mess. When we had him, he just could get out of the box and fling his paws all over the place. <laughs> oh. and, and she gets out of the paws. She's a lot more, she's a lot neater than he uh-huh. was. Uh, but it's amazing how when you bring a stray in or just another cat, when you have an older cat, they she regressed. Mm. Oh, and as soon yes. as he was gone, she just blossomed. And now oh, she's wow. a yapper and a... <laughs> lovey-dovey and uh, queen of the house. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to get you qualified for a scoop-free automatic litter. This is one of the best stories we've heard so far. Yes. So, Very uh, good. I think uh, if you win this litter and we have five to give away, you your life will change because, uh, as, as you've heard, Judy uses it at her house and here in the studios, and she changes it once a month. Oh, I used to have to scoop it out every single day. Now, I don't touch it. I don't even have to touch it when I change it the way they have it set up. I don't even touch it at all. You just load it, you just leave it, and I love it. And the, the cats love it, too, because it doesn't stink. <laughs> yeah, my house doesn't smell because I use the scoop, scoop stuff, but yeah, uh, uh-huh. yeah I, I, would lo- I would love it. <laughs> okay. Well, we may be calling you in a few days. Hold on one second right now so we can get some information from you, okay? Th- thank you. one 405 8405 is the number. Well, Judy, up next, this gentleman is, well, he's been called the Russian Caesar Milan, uh, believe that or not. And I think by you. I think you're the, actually the only one that's called him that. Uh, he's uh, also known as the Russian Dog Wizard. Uh, he, he speaks five languages, one of them doglish. Yeah, Vlade, how are you doing today? Yes, I'm here. Where, where are we calling you? Are you in New York? No, I'm from Michigan. From Michigan, and you're in Michigan right now, yes? Yes, I do. Okay, you know, we, uh, I guess you immigrated here, is that, is that correct? Yes, I immigrated in the United States 10 years ago, and uh, prior to that, I was working for Russian Red Army. I trained the dogs as patrol dogs on the Russia-China border. Wow. I trained, yeah, <laughs> and I trained paratrooper dogs, you know, jumping dogs from aircraft uh, for the Russian special forces and uh, even trained dogs for KGB. Oh, wow. Wow. Yes. After, I can imagine after that such experience for me now, just dealing, helping local folks with their dogs is just like you ask brain surgeon to put the shot in the dog's butt. That's basically <laughs> this. <laughs> well, no, you came here in 1995 and then you went to, to work for a uh, shelter? No, my first job in the United States was a manager of canine department for primate, uh, for very famous organization in Michigan. It's called Focus Hope. Yes, okay. And uh, I trained dogs for them as far as security dogs, and um, we did a lot of socialization with the kids in the local schools, so it was kind of fun. Uh-huh. So what is the key to your, your success in training? Um, I sincerely believe I broke the code of the dog language. I can't, I can't communicate to the dog to its own language. I learned those skills from my first absolutely mute and deaf trainer, Russian trainer, mentor uh, uh-huh. back in Russia. He could communicate. He taught me how to communicate to animals by using the noises and gesture. For instance, instead of saying good boy or good girl, maybe has something to do uh, in English for the dog, but not in uh-huh. doglish. In doglish, instead of saying good boy, good dog, good girl, we say, good girl, good boy. 
and the dog is hearing, oh, which just means it's a canine, canine level of approval. Wow. By opposite, if I'm displeased, instead of saying, no, 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 I sincerely believe most of the dogs in this country uh-huh. think the word no is their nickname because people, <laughs> people use that name so many times without any consequences. So uh-huh. instead of saying no, I use the canine sound of, uh, which says, which canines hear, uh, what it means in Doglish, don't move, I'm going to bite. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I am barking command, so I'm type of the trainer who growl and bite. I use, of course, I'm not using my teeth, and my clients do not use their teeth. I don't think Americans already got to the point to bite their dog. Well, there's too much hair in your teeth. But we imitate, exactly. I yes. use my hand, uh, like, um, jaw-like shape. So I imitated, I kind of quickly touch the dog's searching point, the pressure point on their bodies. I, I have this hand kind of around the dog's mouth. It's exactly like canine mom does. It's kind of relaxation. Uh-huh. That's what I do. So that's what I do in Michigan. We're helping our local people, pet owners, in their relationship with their pets. Uh, we have in-home, in-home type of the training. But uh-huh. uh, nationally and internationally, I'm helping people a lot through my spectacular website 911dogwizard.com we have a full range of innovative um, DVD uh, audio behavior modification CD online TV on command downloadable manuals and all those methods so unique uh, basically my system is the first ever United States patent painting dog training system Wow. Do you find that people here in the United States treat their animals the same way as other countries treat their animals? Thank you so much for this question. It's kind of a touchy subject, but I will tell you honestly. I never saw so many behavior problems, and I worked uh, in five countries around the world, uh-huh. as I see in the United States. And I will tell you why. Uh-huh. Because, you know, for most Americans, democracy is the reign supreme. People used to treat everybody equally. Uh I mean, they like to treat equally in uh, parents and kids and teachers and students and even humans and the dogs. Let me explain your facts of life. If you treat your dog as the human, that dog will treat you as the dog. Oh, no. And I will tell you, it's nothing, nothing bad about this. Uh, according to the canine mentality, it's a very simple explanation. Who has less authority cannot set the terms. So uh-huh. before, before you can expect your dog listen to you, you need to be in authoritative position. Because all our obedience training aimed toward that end. As soon as we are giving commands, we automatically assume the position of authority. But if I would live with you as the bodies, I mean, <laughs> bodies do not accept any authority from another bodies. So we compensate love with the discipline and structure. And this is something that you've only seen in America? I see most I see in the United States. I think... Um, in, in Europe. Is, is the problem that we're spoiling our animals so much that we just don't discipline them? We don't, uh, we of course won't take an alpha role and we don't discipline them? Exactly. We expect them to listen us out of gratitude. And I tell them, listen, people, that's not going to happen even in Hollywood movie. You know, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Even kids is not going to listen to you out of gratitude. Yes, you can make pretense that this is your baby, you know. You can make pretense. You can even bathe your dog in your bathtub. You may, can maybe, maybe allow your dog sleep in your 
bed and maybe have even some Russian kalbasa along with the Russian vodka. <laughs> but, but, you know, the dogs, they're, they're genetically or uh, they're inherited wild. And uh, we need to understand this thing, and we need to treat them appropriately. We love them. have no doubts about this. I love my two German shoppers no less than any American. My client loves uh-huh. its own dogs. But I can take my dogs with me, and not just me, my clients who have been with me for our training, as, you know, if... If you see, if you even been one time in Europe, you saw probably dogs everywhere in all public places. Sure. So, yeah, that's what my clients and me, we're taking our dogs with us everywhere we go. So instead of having them like prisoner in our backyard, because we don't put discipline, we don't just demand searching rules. Um, now, instead of having them prisoner in our backyard, they becoming loving member of our family. We can enjoy them everywhere we go with confidence. Do you find that uh, all dogs are trainable? Are there any dogs that can't be trained? As I said on a late show with David Letterman, I said, you know, dogs as a humans, they came in this world in the same way. Some of them came smart, some stupid, and some <laughs> between. You know, you know. Uh, yes, unfortunately, I tell you very honestly, I turn around most dogs, most notorious canine in our area. But, you know, um, some of them, it's just far gone process. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, it's, I mean, it's, sometimes it's uh, too late. But I know for one simple thing, if I'm unable nobody able and that is why it's so important for every pet owner to understand in russia we say from from love to the hate it's just one step so many times people adopt uh, dogs from humane society or bought the uh, puppies from the breeders god bless their hearts but the people just think the only thing which they need to give those pets just love and affection and the rest of them or the rest of that is just um, not so important but after that such of treatment, a lot of people love their dogs back to the humane society, and the dogs were out of their house. So I want, I educate the people, I tell them, listen, people, unless you will be alpha for your dog, nothing else is matter. Once you become leader for your dog, the rest of the things just fall into the place, and you can gain this leadership through the physical exercise and through the mental exercise. I mean, for obedience training. Obedience training, solid obedience training, is the guarantee for your leadership, solid leadership. And again, I just released my amazing dog training DVDs, Obedience for Life, by name, Secrets of the Russian Dog Wizard Revealed. People can order them from my website, 911dogwizard.com. Do you know who Cesar Milan is, and have you ever been compared to him? Yes, I know him personally. He's a great person. I met him. We had a, even people can see from my website. We have a pictures with him. Wonderful person. I have a deep respect with whatever he's doing. I think uh, your question is not new for me. People keep asking me about the difference. There is mm-hmm. a great difference. You know, I am a university educated uh, animal behaviorist from Musk University. Um, who is, um, uh, in my practice, I'm using known and unknown research of the Russian academic Pavlov. I also use the techniques, which is a canine techniques I adopted from my mute. It's, it's very spectacular to see. It just takes two, three minutes every dog. Every dog. Well, can you give me a couple of more dogish words? You've told me the approval and disapproval. Yes. The, the uh, sounds, but uh, I'd like to hear a couple more dogish. Okay. 
uh, short lean over the shoulder. If I if I put my body over the dog's shoulder, mm-hmm. instead of saying sit, I will whispering. What that high pitch does is uh, the dog will momentarily kind of gets to his level. He momentarily look at you and he see your hunching, you kind of a little bit, your teeth over his shoulder. And when you say you're bearing your teeth, the dog see that he momentarily naturally goes, become uh, getting lower. You get taller, the dog gets lower. It's a canine law. So short lean over the shoulder in conjunction with this sound means it. And you can see it on your DVD, I bet. Yes, people can see it on DVD. It's really, it's a, I'm not karaoke dog trainer. It's really, <laughs> you know, whole Michigan knows me for honesty and integrity. And as a matter of fact, I don't know, if, did you see my show with David Letterman? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I think but the this, people, yeah, this? I put the leash around him. I showed him. I mean, I don't know if he expected it or not, but that's how I teach now, my Vlade, Vlade, you know this is the pinnacle of your career right now. David Letterman was a step to Animal Radio Network. You know that, right? Uh, no, I, I, no. <laughs> I just thought I'd tell I you that. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, how much uh, is the DVD if we wanted to get it? Yes, the DVD is, uh, it comes in two cereal, like a cereal of two, and the price is uh, $68 for both of them, and the people order them. They also have a personalized email consultation with me, which is free, and normally it costs $25. Plus, they will have my electronic book, 45 pages loaded with tips and secrets, also free. There you go, Vlade, the Russian dog wizard. Check out his website, www.911dogwizard.com. And remember, URLs to everything you've heard on today's show at animalradio.com. Vlade, thanks so much for coming on Animal Radio. Thank you so much. My pleasure to be here. What do you think of that? I think it's fascinating. I love watching people who can... You can see the instant transformation in the dogs. And I'm not seeing any, you know, physical activity. He's not abusing them or anything. He's just being authoritative and they're listening okay that's i think it's fascinating one 405 we'd love to hear from you your horror stories of course the scoop free automatic litter up for grabs five of them for your horror stories and if you don't want to call with those you can actually go to our website at animalradio.com click on the pink scoop free icon and enter your stories right there pick up on a scoop free litter and end the litter problems that <laughs> no uh, more scooping yeah See also uh, Dr. Marty Becker from ABC Good Morning America. He's going to be on with with us in a couple of minutes answering some pretty common questions like, uh, do cats always land on their feet? We've always wondered, uh, why do they do that? Yeah, if they do, how? How does that work? Animal Radio is brought to you by PetStyle. Thanks, guys. PetStyle.com is America's first lifestyle broadband network. Dedicated to dog and cat lovers, from premium video content to fun videos you can post, PetStyle is designed with your lifestyle in mind. Log on and tune in today, PetStyle.com. Guess where I'm going during the break. (laughs) I'll be doing a little surfing, if you know what I mean. I'll be watching you. I'll be standing over your shoulder. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is such a cool party. Did you see the cake? I did. Shaped like a doggy bone. So cute. How old is the birthday boy in people years? 28. Oh, time flies. I remember when he tinkled on his first fire hydrant. He'll always be my little puppy. There's a place for you and your party animal. PetStyle.com. 
PetStyle is America's first lifestyle broadband network dedicated to dog and cat lovers like you. At PetStyle, we understand your unique relationship with your pet, so we offer a thousand ways to make it better. PetStyle.com is a video-based online network that's always there for you with original programming, fun amateur videos, training and travel tips, health and wellness, and more. PetStyle is information and entertainment designed with your lifestyle in mind. It's the place to be for you and your party animal. PetStyle.com. Log on and tune in today. Scoop Free is the first litter box you can leave alone for weeks at a time with no scooping, cleaning, or refilling. Scoop Free is a revolution in automatic litter boxes. Its disposable throwaway trays are filled with fresh step crystal litter that provide unbeatable odor control and are so convenient. After about 30 days per cat, just replace a disposable litter tray and that's it. Just load it, leave it, and love it. Available at select pet stores and at ScoopFree.com. Well, you've heard us talking about Get Serious, the pet stain odor and pheromone extractor for several months now, and how easily it removes carpet stains left from cat vomit. Now I want to talk to you about a problem dog owners face. It's called remarking. If your dog remarks, you might have thought about banishing him from the house, or worse, taking him to the shelter. You use other cleaners, but your dog keeps going back to the same spot. Don't blame your pet because you used a product that didn't get the job done. End the problem with Get Serious. The pheromones, there's something you can't smell. They draw them back to the same spot. Get Serious is the only product that totally extracts the pheromones so your pets won't be attracted back to Remark. Get Serious is recommended by rescue groups and veterinarians. And Get Serious keeps pets in homes and out of shelters. You can find Get Serious at PetSmart and in fine pet stores all over. Visit their website at GetSeriousProducts.com. Again, that's GetSeriousProducts.com. The Animal Minute is brought to you by... Pet Solution RX, a revolutionary 100% natural first aid treatment for pets. Pet Solution RX is the miracle water that heals everything from hot spots to insect bites. Available at local pet stores or visit www.earthsbalance.com. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. In Cincinnati, a lucky seven-year-old girl won an eight-pound lobster in a local supermarket raffle. But the lobster was really the lucky one. Miranda Hutchins was determined to win Bubba the lobster so she could set him free. Easier said than done. After winning, Miranda's family called and emailed zoos and aquariums, but none of them wanted Bubba. Finally, Mike Britson from the Columbus Zoo contacted a diver in Maine who agreed to find Bubba a home in the Atlantic. Miranda's family spent $280 to send Bubba to Maine in a foam container. Bubba should be safe from the dinner plate in Maine waters where lobsters his size are illegal to catch and keep. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. You probably have no idea what it's like to be a hot, hairy dog with itchy skin. Thank dog there's relief. Pet Solution Rx, I'll always be loyal to you. Instant relief for sensitive skin problems, hot spots, mange, insect bites, and more. 100% natural Pet Solution Rx at earthsbalance.com. Visit earthsbalance.com for my sake. Another fine product from the makers of Dog on It and Gee Whiz. Fido Friendly Magazine. (laughs) 
Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, think of your dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter in a comfy bed more than a dog? Phyto-Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Phyto-Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Hi, this is John DeResta. And Jimmy DeResta. From HGTV's Hammered. You're on Animal Radio. And don't forget to spay and neuter all your pets. Well, are we done? Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio Network. And our good friend, uh, no stranger to Animal Radio, and I must say, New York Times bestseller list, topping it almost. Uh, where are you on that list? We are number 12. Dr. Marty Becker with his new books, Do Cats Always Land on Their Feet? And Why Do Dogs Drink Out of the Toilet? Uh, one for each of them. I love them. They're great. I have one. I actually keep the dog one uh, next to the toilet and then one up in my library because you can grab little facts. It's, uh, it's not something you have to be committed to for three or four nights. You know what I mean? I love them, Doc. You know, you know the thing that was neat about this? Uh, Gina Spadafori, my co-author, and I, because we're communicators in in the animal world, and you're gonna you think the same thing. You get the same questions that Gina gets that I get all the time. So uh-huh. we went out and we fetched uh, about 50 of the world's top experts in medicine and behavior, and so we tried to find you know the authoritative, definitive answer. Uh, when you look in the back of the acknowledgments, you think, wow, they talked to them. Wow, they talked to her. Wow. You did a lot of research a for this. A lot of research, but it's written in that sassy, irreverent, edutainment style where you, you chuckle, you, you laugh, you tell other people, gosh, I didn't know this. Listen to this. But it's, it's authentic information. Well, you know, even though we get the questions and we consider ourselves authorities, i got to tell you, I sure did learn a lot. Uh, and you, you always get the question, uh, do cats purr only when they're happy? Oh, well, they're purring. It must be happy. Well, you know what, too, and I'll answer that. The other thing that was neat for Gene and I, I knew there were some things I didn't know, and there were some things I thought I knew the answer to that I was wrong on. So that's, you know, I've been a, I'm a veteran veterinarian. I've, I've, this is my, you know, uh, 26th year of being a veterinarian. And you think, gosh, you almost know it all after answering these questions, but it was really neat to, you know, to find out more things about exactly why do uh, cats urinate on people's clothes when they're gone, for example. But, you know, mm-hmm. the, pur- the purring is like smiling. And sometimes you smile because you're happy, and sometimes you smile because you need a friend. Uh-huh. And I know as a veterinarian, you know, we know that cats don't, we always think of purring equals contentment. Well, often it does, but other times when a cat is injured, uh, when a cat is having babies, even when a cat is dying, that's kind of like that smile and saying, you know, I-, I am a friend and I need a friend and and so you'll see it at kind of at times that wouldn't seem, you know, they certainly don't equal that contentment time. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is it vibrates exactly at 25 vibrations per second. And when a cat is purring, it not only lowers its blood pressure, but if it is in contact with a human, it also lowers uh, the human's blood pressure. But I think the odd thing, uh, Al and Judy, in this day and age, they still don't know for sure how a cat purrs. <laughs> you mean there's not a wow. purr box anywhere? I can't figure out how somebody hasn't made that their claim to fame to actually do imaging and figure out how a cat purrs. But uh, we looked uh, hither and yonder, and the best guess is that it's actually air passing over structures in the voice box that causes that you know, that resonance in and out when they can purr on the inhale and the exhale. And 
another interesting fact is the big cats, lions and tigers, can roar, but they can't purr. <gasps> and our little uh, friends, they can purr, but of course they can't roar. You know, when you, you hum, and, and sometimes you do it to make yourself feel better, and sometimes you do it because you're happy? Yes. Sort of like that. I have to ask about the titles, okay, for both of them. Do cats always land on their feet? And why does my dog drink out of the toilet? <laughs> I hate to keep chuckling here, but, you know, my mother, she's 82 years old, and I, I hadn't seen her for about four years in person. And, you know, there's nothing, you know, forget email and phone calls. I went down to see her for a book signing, and my mother, she put her hands on her hips, and she looks just like Maxine, you know, from the Hallmark card uh-huh. line, you know. <laughs> and she says, Marty... You were voted the 2002 Veterinary of the Year. Why did you name these books something like this? You know, this is just silly, you know. And every time I hear the title, it kind of makes me chuckle, especially the dogs drinking out of the toilet. But if you talk about cats always landing on their feet, they sure try to. And, and unfortunately, almost every young child at some point in time has tried to prove this thesis, right. you know. And, and I have to admit that I did, too, as a young farm boy. Uh, it's really interesting how these cats do it. And 99% of the time, unless they're very old, obese, or injured, or just one of these cats that's more, uh, you know, earnest than Einstein, uh, they're going to land on their feet. And what they do is they have a, a structure in their inner ear that knows that they're upside down, and they immediately rotate their head to find the ground. So this is just like, uh, you know, an X-game athlete or, or the flying tomato at the Winter Olympics when he's up on that snowboard. They find the ground, and then the cat rotates its body into position. Wow. But what's interesting, you know, I'm 52 years old, and where, you know, as a kid I could jump off a six-foot fence on the ranch, and it wouldn't bother me now if I'm like two foot in the air and I went to jump. <laughs> you know, I brace myself for the landing. Uh-huh. Well, cats, right before they land, they completely relax themselves. So they've, they've gone from, you know, whatever height in the air, they kind of fly and squirrel it down to the ground, and right before the impact, they completely relax themselves, so they kind of use their body structures uh, as a shock absorber. Wow. But, you know, it, the fact is, you know, 1% of the time they don't land on their feet, 1% of the time they land too hard, and they're going to split their jaw, they're going to collapse their lung, they're going to break something, so... Well, it's just a, to keep you know screens on the doors. Yeah, yeah. The that's the best. Now I gotta I gotta point out that for your research, you did not go up to the top of your barn and drop cats off. <laughs> you, well, you, no, the, we did find the record is thirty stories. Really? You can imagine stories. that thirty wow. stories, three hundred feet, a cat survived that fall. So, uh, now why did dogs drink out of the toilet? Okay, yes. here for humans. Nothing could be more repulsive to think, <laughs> oh, my, you know, uh, I could not, no way, uh-uh. For a dog, though, it looks at that dog dish, the water dish in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and it thinks two-day-old, tepid water that tastes a little like that plastic or metal it's in, <laughs> or in the other room, my mom and dad have installed a spring. <laughs> I cock my ear, ah, I hear it running, that's life in the wild, so they charge in there, and, and whether or not you're... You know, it's just leaking a little bit, or you flush it several times a day. The water is refreshed. It's oxygenated. Because it has a larger evaporative surface, it stays cooler, and that porcelain, by its very nature, imparts no taste to the water. I'm going to start drinking out of the toilet. (laughs) We're with uh, Dr. Marty Becker, and out of the book, Why Do Dogs Drink Out of the Toilet? Brand new books on the New York Times bestseller list. Does that seven human years equal one dog year formula really work, Marty? No. As a matter of fact, our little a little dog came up here. I'm sitting here on my, uh, at my desk at North Idaho looking out at the mountains here on a beautiful day. And you know how the dogs come up and root you with their hands? Yes. And, and he wants to be tickled, you know. And, 
That's that's a, that's, a, that's an aside. But you know, if a human wants a massage or anything, you know how we're all starved for human contact. Sure. Human to human, you 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 give somebody a massage for about thirty seconds, and you're like, be gone. You know, be done. I'm you know, is that enough? But this dog, it just keeps rooting you. You keep tickling it when it wants more. It keeps rooting you. You keep tickling it, and it's unbelievable how it's this mismatch of of pleasure. You know. I love it. I, you know what? If they if they want to consume all the all the time sitting on my lap wanting to be cuddled, I'm there. Yeah, I'm there too. So I'm tickling him as I'm talking here. Okay, you got to think of it this way. Pets age faster on the front end and slower on the back end. So, like, let's take a dog that's eight, that's that's one year old. That's the equivalent of about a human of eighteen. They're sexually mature. They've attained, uh, you know, their their adult size. Uh, that's a little bit of a generalization, but one year equals eighteen. Two years equals twenty-one, and from then on, it's five years. So, uh, little Coyote here just had his birthday two or three days ago. He was three years old in dog years. Congrats! So in human years, twenty-six years old. Wow. As far as cats, uh, it's not the same thing. But I mean, they age probably the same way, but it's not the same formula, is not, it? Not, it's kind of similar like that. It's like 15 years the first year, and then, then once you get up to three years, it starts at five again. Very good. Well, these, these questions and more answered in Do Cats Always Land on Their Feet and Why Do Dogs Drink Out of the Toilet? You can get the book anywhere. Uh, the only problem you might have is they might be sold out. <laughs> can, can I tell you the number one question? Yes. I've been out, I've been chasing my tail all over the country. The number one question I get, there's three questions on the cat book. Number one, why does the cat always go to the person in the room that hates cats? Mm, yes, uh, I noticed that. <laughs> okay, and that is because everybody that loves cats like uh, like Judy and Marty and, uh-huh. and Hal uh-huh. and the people listening, you're in this room with a few other people and there's a cat comes out and all of us that love cats are like, oh, isn't that cute, that beautiful? Uh-huh. And you want that cat to choose you. Right. Because if you're a pet lover and the cat chooses you, there's no great, that's like getting picked first at basketball in the uh-huh. fifth grade, you know? <laughs> so you're looking at it like, come to me, come to me. The one person that doesn't look at it is the person that hates cats. And they're looking, they're looking the other way like, I don't see a cat. There's no cats here. Don't come to me. Uh-huh. The cat looks over there, and the only person that's not looking at it is the person that finds the least threatening, and that's the person it goes to. Wow. So if you don't, if you don't like cats, look at it. If you like cats and want it to come to you, don't look at it, and it's probably going to choose you. <laughs> a good little tip there. What was the top one from the dog? Uh, I would say the top one is kind of an odd one. It is, why do you give Viagra to a neutered dog? I didn't know that you you do that. <laughs> wow! Now that's like, what did I hear this right? Well, yeah. that's kind of the the tease question. But in fact, Viagra, when it was originally developed for humans, was developed for pulmonary hypertension, which is you know high blood pressure, restricted blood flow in the lungs. And so Viagra, when it was given for pulmonary hypertension, had a very desirable side effect. It seems for humans, uh-huh. but that's exactly the same reason it's given for dogs is is because uh, they get this pulmonary hypertension, they have exercise intolerance, they literally can't walk across the room. You put them on Viagra and they're out for their daily walks. Now, listeners, wow. don't do this unless you've been <laughs> consulted by your veterinarian. And we all get a rash of calls of uh, people giving their animals Viagra. <laughs> we also use Botox, and that one is not for cosmetic reasons, but, you know, we've all had a single eyelash in our eye, uh-huh. and you go, oh, gosh, that hurts. Can you see it? Can you see it? You try to get it out of there. Uh-huh. Well, think of a dog like a Sharpay where their, their lower eyelid sometimes mm-hmm. turns in, and a whole mm-hmm. row of lashes is rubbing on the eye. So you simply give a little Botox, it relaxes that fold, and the eyelids turn back out. And uh... Wow. So these popular medicines have other uses, probably were invented for these other uses, and, yeah. and sort of found out along the way that they had other uses. Yeah. Dr. Marty Becker, we are so out of time, but please 
please. Wait, you know what? It seems like you're doing every six months now. You're releasing a book. What is that? that is a, you got it. You're the busiest doctor on the planet. Plus, uh, your Good Morning America appearances, doctors. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks today. for having me, friends. Thank you. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. One eight six six four zero five H four zero five. Hi, who's this? Patrick. Hey, Patrick. How you doing? Good. How about you? Good. Where are you calling from? South Lake Tahoe. South Lake Tahoe, listening on uh, KOWL? Right. You have a horror story? Yeah, this one thing happened was uh, a dog that I was going to walk, take over for a walk, ended up uh, strolling towards a cat at an incredible speed. Uh Uh-oh. And the next thing I knew, he was underneath a vehicle that the cat had ran across the street to a different direction. Uh Uh-huh. And he kept following in the dark and wound up under a vehicle. Well, um, by the time I got to the vehicle, he had been run completely over. The car passed over his body. Oh, no. He was laying out in the street, and just that amount of bumper that I saw over the top of him was enough for me to yell at the driver who stopped, Uh thinking that I was a crazy guy at night. (laughs) Sure. And uh, then... I'm surprised he stopped. Yeah. And then he actually backed up over the dog again. Oh, no. Ran him over. And then when I said, no, what are you doing? Please, no, never again. Stop. And every other word uh, that he ran the dog over a third time going forward. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. He was drunk. (laughs) So so what happened? The good part of it was I I had like $1,300 that I had saved up. It was my friend's dog. So we went to... Get, we got another 800 from his friend. Yeah. We went in, they fixed the dog up, okay. and the dog was fine with a bunch of broken ribs, oh. uh, yeah. collapsed lungs, mm. everything else, and wound up that the dog was able to be put out on a big yard out in Vacaville somewhere. So his, his, he had ended up being a, like a pasture type dog. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm. So it ended up as a good. A good ending there. Good thing. Yeah. Do you have any dogs now? Uh, no. Do you have any cats? You got a cat. You yeah. do have a cat now. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll get you qualified for the scoop-free automatic litter giveaway. Uh, That'll be good. Yeah. I, I imagine you're probably, like uh, all of us used to be, you have to clean the litter every couple of days, don't you? Yeah. Well, yeah. we're trying We're trying to baptize this cat to come in the house more, but right now he's kind of half, half wild. Pa- hold on, Pat. One second. one 405 with your horror stories. This is Fred Willard on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your animals. I've had it done to me. It's not that. Do not adjust your station. That's not static. It's a dozen dogs who got the number two flea control product just one week ago, and they're already scratching away. Now hear this. Silence. The sound of a dozen dogs who used Frontline Plus four weeks ago. So which dogs would you rather have in a cramped radio booth with you? Hey, give me back my shoe. Frontline Plus. It's waterproof and kills fleas fast all month long. Say goodbye to fleas and ticks. Animal Radio is brought to you by Out Deluxe Training Pads. Traditional newspaper training is old news. Out Deluxe Training Pads are ten times more absorbent, scientifically treated to attract pets and control odors. Available nationwide at major discount and grocery stores. Welcome to Voice of the Animal. What does the full moon have to do with animals? The word moon comes from the words for month and measure, and the animal full moon names we use today date back to the Algonquin and colonial settlers. 
These moon names reflect an age when humans were intimately connected to an understanding of how animals appeared in seasons and cycles of time. An understanding writ large in the most brilliant light in the night sky, the moon. January's moon is called the wolf moon because the deep cold snows of midwinter brought hungry howling wolves close to Indian villages. The full worm moon appears in March since the earth has thawed enough after winter snows for earthworms to appear, heralding the arrival of the robins. April is known as the hare moon because countless legends note that areas of the lunar surface resemble a rabbit. In fact, the moon in Sanskrit means having the marks of a hare. Many delightful stories surround this lunar likeness, including the legend of the Buddha's decision to reward a helpful hare by setting him in the moon, where he can still be seen tonight. The hare is considered a sacred symbol of fertility in ancient thought and is also closely aligned to the moon cycle, since a rabbit's gestation cycle is also approximately 30 days. Today, vestiges of this ancient sacred association live on in the April appearance of the Easter Bunny. May is known as the Milk Moon because pastures are at the very best for the cattle. July is traditionally called the Full Buck Moon for the velvety new antlers emerging on the deer bucks. The large fish of the Great Lakes are most abundant during the moon of August, giving rise to the name Sturgeon Moon. Geese are also prominent in August, as reflected in the Sioux and Arapaho names, moon when the geese shed their feathers. The colonial Americans honored the presence of Sirius in the August morning sky, as well as the hottest days of summer, by calling it the Dog Days Moon. Hunter's Moon is the name the colonial Americans gave to October, since it was a time when the fields were cleared and animals could easily be seen in bare pastures. It was also called the blood moon for the blood of the animals spilled for winter provisions. But the Chinese were more benevolent during this time, calling October the kindly moon. Interestingly, these bloody names apply only to the white settlers. The native names for the October moon speak to seasonal events like falling leaves and first frost. November's moon is called full beaver moon since beavers were active in their preparations for winter. Our connection to the moon today is more fragile than that of our ancestors. Perhaps it's because man has visited the lunar surface and found no rabbits. Or because calendars today are often determined by the earthbound deities of work and television. But regardless of whether humankind notes the appearance of our lunar companion, each month the full moon coolly and consistently reflects the sun's light and continues to take our measure, patiently awaiting our attention to remind us that what is in a name still matters. Wolves are howling, robins are eating worms, and deer bucks are growing antlers, all under the full light of a brilliant moon. Visit us on the World Wide Web at voiceoftheanimal.com. For Voice of the Animal, this is Rayanne Cumulos. 
the director of a busy rescue shelter, I'm constantly house training. And as any pet guardian will tell you, house training can be frustrating and confusing for both you and your pup. And learn bad habits like using newspaper is hard to break. We use Out Deluxe training pads because they're sent to tracks dogs. Here's two tips from somebody that knows. Speed up the house training process through consistency and Out Deluxe training pads. There's no easier or cleaner way to train your pup. Find Out Deluxe training pads at major discount and grocery stores nationwide. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio Network. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, who's this? Hope. Hi, Hope. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. I love that name. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Carson, California. Oh, listening on Coaster K Big, I imagine. Yes, sir. Uh, please don't call me, sir. That's my dad. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> okay, you have a horror story for us? Yes, I had, or I have a um, little golden kitten, and what had happened is a friend of mine was sitting in a rocking chair. Uh huh. And when he got up, we didn't notice that the cat was under the rocking chair. Oh, no. And this man weighs like about 300 pounds. And he got up and he was looking out the door and he turned around and he says, my God, I killed the cat. Well, I grabbed it real quick and I actually, believe it or not, gave it mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Mouth-to-snout resuscitation. (laughs) What's that like giving a cat (laughs) mouth-to-snout? Well, believe it or not, it saved it. Wow. And he's just doing fine. He's just as honored as he was beforehand. Wow. And he's, he's beautiful, and thank God that he's doing fine. And he stays away from the rocking chair, I imagine. Oh, yes. <laughs> Definitely. How old is he? Uh, he's about six months old now. Uh-huh. Really? So he was just, that happened when uh, he was just a little, a little guy. guy. Huh? Yeah, it happened, I'd say he was about just barely three months old. Wow. Well, Hope, what is his name? His name is Boots. Boots? He has white feet. Little Boots, okay. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to send uh, Boots some goodies like some... How about a paw breaker? Have you ever heard of these paw breakers? They're like compressed catnip balls. Oh, yeah. Okay, do you mind if we send you one? For no, I'd love it. Okay. So would he. And we'll get you qualified to win a scoop-free automatic litter, okay? Oh, I could sure use that. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> it's uh, changed our life, and we wanted to change as many people as we can. So hold on one second, Hope. Okay, thank you. We're short on time here. we got to get out of here. Remember, there's lots more at AnimalRadio.com. Remember to spay or neuter your pet. Don't declaw. Don't buy from a breeder. And please have a very safe Halloween. For Hal and Judy, bye-bye. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Animal Radio. We'll be back next week. Meantime, get your fix at AnimalRadio.com. This is Animal Radio Network.